Yes, pod, bitch. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Yes, Pod, mm. a bitch. Legendary Kiki's served weekly drag, culture, herstory, a rinse and repeat. Holy shit, it's been a while. How are you, Em? I feel like it's a different lifetime since we've talked. Good lord. It's been like, what, five fucking episodes we missed? Oh well, whatever. You know what? There were some more important things happening in the world, so a break needed to be taken. Absolutely, 100%. How have you been? I've been productive. Ooh. And good. Okay. Um, what about you? I've been like practicing my drag every day. She's yes. just snatched. Like <laughs> I'm here for the short hair, like butch, but femme, but like, like there is something very attractive about a drag queen that that has their own hair and not a wig to me. Also, I'm eating edibles, just FYI. Yes. Third. You bake those yourself? Yes, I did. Peanut butter weed cookies come through. This is number three, so we'll see if I can complete yes. sentences at the end. Please get just completely fucking stoned for this episode. And wine, so bitch, we're just like here. Yes, get both, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's start this shit off with the fuck was that? The fuck was that? Where I, where I play a sound effect. Oh, I missed you. I missed you too, bitch. <laughs> where I play a sound effect and M has to guess, the fuck was that? Duh. That's why it's called the fuck was that. You ready, bitch? I'm ready. Herstory. Yeah. Is that the new... Beyonce song? Yes, bitch. It's been on repeat. It's so good. Black Parade by Beyonce, Jesus Christ. I have to say that coming from the music industry back in the day, like if you release a song, you go through like months and months of prep and like media and yes. this is the release date. Beyonce gives zero fucks. She's like, guess what? I'm going to release this at fucking 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. on a Friday yeah. on Juneteenth and then just... She's like, the people need it and I'm going to fucking... I'm so here for... I love be it Beyonce. so much. They need Beyonce right now. I felt like so happy for my black friends because I'm like, this is a moment in like black history. Like to have Beyonce like singing about this shit. She sings about the quarantine. She sings about, you know, let your laid edges, black girls laid edges shrivel up, you know? And like, I'm like, holy fuck. I feel so fucking proud for- I, Yes, because white people have fucking Garth Brooks and it's booty. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anybody like, but you know what? Honestly, we don't deserve anybody. I'll be super honest. Like we're good. Garth. Like, we were grounded because of our fucking ancestors, so. Yes, God. Whatever. White people don't need fucking, oh my, I'm not even going to go into that shit. No, right it's now. a long, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long thing and I'm not high enough yet, so. No, eat another cookie, bitch. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't believe she released something of that caliber, like, that quick. And also that song, it, it reminds me so much of This Is America because it has these like happy, it's like this happy mm -hmm. kind of like dancey beat. And then this like sinister undertone, like shit just gets so real. And you're like, oh, this is what it's like to like scroll through a an Instagram feed right now. You know, it's like, right. it's like fun, happy shit, selfies. And then like people being murdered. So it's like, fuck yeah, Beyonce nailed it. Okay, we're gonna do another segment called Dusted or Busted. Mm. Uh. My favorite. I'm gonna read a list of current happenings and M is going to answer Dusted if she likes it and Busted if it's Busted. I love doing this podcast with you because you do all the work and then I just get to be like witty. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I feel like that's your <laughs> sex life too. You just kind of just like lay there. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Bitch, she is learning to be a top, thank you. Oh, good for you. She's learning. <laughs> okay, here we go. Legendary, a voguing competition on HBO Max. My favorite. Oh, it's my favorite show right now. 
dusted, right? I mean, can we discuss the ballroom community uh, finally getting the fucking love? Platform. That's all I gotta say. Fucking platform. I mean, I have one busted. I have one busted about it. Let's yeah. this like this much. Uh-huh. I think that the whoever's casting their audience, like, like there's part of the audience in the front that are like, we've been to balls, we know how to react. And then there's people in the back that are like filling the back seats that are dressed for a fucking football game. And I'm like, no, get your jersey and fucking get out of here. Cowboy. Yes, I will say I thought that same thing until two episodes ago where who's the bro who came for the first season of uh, RuPaul's Secret oh, Celebrity that I loved him, by the way. What's his name? Nick. Nico, you like Nico? kind of am in love with him. Okay, that. little heads up, I'm in a gay poker group and we all <laughs> despise him. <laughs> and we're like, who the fuck gave this gay a pass to all of these queer events? This gay is living. I but don't know. I had never heard of them, him until that, them, them, until yes. that episode. And then I looked them up and then they were on on legendary and yes. i was like oh but back to what you're saying about the crowd i was like oh. the crowd is busted until nico came on and everyone's clapping and there's one bitch watch when they announce nico this bitch is on the left side of the screen he's in the crowd and he's going like this <laughs> like who the fuck is this bitch you know like and i was like that is every gay in america <laughs> okay but some of these guest judges are questionable who they had Dominique. Tyson. 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 Backford, the model. He was Next. the whitest, but I didn't understand. He was like, okay, all right. And I was like, Very what strange. Are you Very doing? strange. No, like, Do you Dominique, know? you know what I was so excited about, Dominique? First of all, I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> she is a level of fierce that I can only set as goals that hopefully attain half of it. Yes, First of all, I didn't know that she was typecast for Pose, but clearly she I just, didn't either. She is just her character. She is just her character. When she came she on, was I was like, like I oh, am ballroom. And I was yes. like, <laughs> we're like, oh, <laughs> perfect casting. Whoever cast that shit. She congrats. started talking and I was like, I'm obsessed with you immediately yep. even more. And then she was, when she got up and like, it was her vote and she started to get up and I, I was, who was it? Somebody backstage, they were getting behind the scenes. And they yeah. Were like, oh, here she goes again. And I was like, bitch, I want people to say that about me. Yes. Here I go again. Like, and then, <laughs> and then the Roach guy, she said something that was like out of line. Like, no, I am Vogue, whatever, blah, blah. And no, it was the girl. It was, it was one of the people in Gorgeous Gucci. Yeah. Who she said, are they really stunning? And she. Oh, that's right. She said, you do not girl, have the power. Yeah. She goes, you're not stunning either. And I was like, oh, you don't, yes. you don't, mm -mm. oh, here we go. Yeah, but she's fucking legends. I am fucking ballroom. Legends. I heard it echoing through my city when she said that. I was like, <laughs> I am ballroom. Everything. Iconic. I'm obsessed with her. I love Laomi. Though my friend in LA that work, has worked with her was like, she's oh, not she's as fierce. nice as she seems. Uh, of course not. She's a, she's. She's the goddess of fucking Vogue. Megan the Stallion is just like every thick girl that comes out she wants to have sex with and I love it so much. I'm I like- Yeah, I love Megan so much. Not only is she like fierce and funny and has great feedback for these Voguers, but like she, it has emotional content. Like, you know, when, when that plus size girl won the body challenge, she started crying. She's like, no, that was don't, so good. don't cover your face. Share your story. And she was like crying with her. I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a Megan fan because this bitch is... It's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, and I fell in love with her. No, that. the whole thing, like House of Lavin... Lavin? Lavin? La I don't Lavin. like how the British woman says it. She says it wrong. Lavin. Yeah. House of Lavin. Lavin, Lavin. Easily Lavin. my favorite house. Erica, Mother Erica is just like the mother has arrived. Uh, like she is, when she her does stuff like in the bones, honey, I aspire. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> no, that's what she does. Like, I, there's no words, but when she's like snatched, you're just like completely what? snatched. I have no facial construction compared to you. you like, who are you? <laughs> I feel squishy. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, she comes out and she's not the greatest voguer. She'll be like, other bitches are out there like, wow, and she comes out and she's just like twirling an umbrella or some shit, but she's just like poking she doesn't those. Have, it doesn't matter. La, it doesn't la. matter. Cause she's just showing that cheekbone and she's like, Law was like, when you come out, the way that you handle your children, like her demeanor alone yes. is fierce. Oh, I wish you lived closer. We need to watch this together. We should just be on let's, FaceTime and yeah, watch it together FaceTime on Thursday. Let's FaceTime it. Okay, so definitely dusted all across the board. Yes. So. <laughs> I don't like it when you start that way. <laughs> I need to pour wine for this. So uh, our next dusted and busted, J.K. Rowling's tweets. Fuck her face, like for okay. real. Okay, busted? You gotta explain so this busted. shit to me. It's you... more than busted. Who was? Oh wait, tell me. Please what fill her in because I, I'm a massive Harry Potter fan and like I did not know this about her. So just it, it, fill in our listeners, fill me in what, what what's happening on Twitter JK with JK Rowling. JK has been problematic for over a year with her subtly being supportive of TERFs, which are trans exclusionary radical feminist women, sometimes lesbians, problematic mm. older lesbians and mm. women, feminine. they say they're feminists, who don't include trans women in their narrative. So they don't see a trans woman as a real woman because mm. they don't have reproductive parts. And so these turf meetings and turf events and feminist events happen and they talk about taking the trans women out of the narrative. So in the past, JK Rowling has just expressed support of turf uh, activists and has been given a lot of shit for it. Now she's just straight up a turf. So she's tweeting that women, like uh, more specifically her recent tweet said something to the effect of, if you don't have a menstrual cycle, mm. you're not a woman. Hmm. And so, are they saying this because from a turf's perspective, they want to like keep the female experience or their personal female experience uh, like untainted by men or something? Or what is, what is, why, what motivates a turf? I mean, ignorant, I think what motivates them is ignorance and lack of education. And, oh. and it's an old school mentality. A lot of turfs are older. Like you'll see mm. a lot of turfs in the queer community that are the older generation. So above my generation, people that just don't understand the transgender journey and don't accept they, they find gender not only binary but physical and it's um. not like it's not just about genitals and so jk has really isolated herself and then when the critics came out for her she doubled down and people were just mm. like bitch so now i've decided to call her she who shall not be named <laughs> oh the shade <laughs> bitch you wrote that for yourself and you didn't realize it Points for creativity. That's amazing. Mm, it's real. So fucker. So she's I, busted all the way. But you know me, like as a, um, as a Gemini, I'm always trying to see why people believe the things they do. Um, and do turfs or you know older these older women who like exclude trans women from their feminine experience? Do they do that because they're saying the feminine experience is? this one thing being born with a vagina and the trans experience is converting mm -hmm. it from a penis to a, a vagina, even though, mm -hmm. you know, is that what they're saying? Like, no, they're just saying that real feminists and, and women sh are just one type of person. And you, uh, if you're a woman, this is the definition of a woman. It's very antiquated. It's very mm -hmm. old. It's very 20 years ago and it's very close minded and it's, it's not inclusive uh, and it's not, you know, <laughs> I'll be honest, I've met several people with vaginas that that are not women and that are, uh, or people, you know, with penises that more are more of a woman, woman than me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it, so it has nothing to do with what- Explain that for our listeners who, who don't understand gender, you know, fluidity and- The best thing I could say right now, the most educational thing right now, go watch the Netflix documentary that came out yesterday called Disclosure. Disclosure. I watched it last it, night and cried. Tell me you didn't sob. Like, 
I look back at some of those clips from like Oprah and those talk shows and I was horrified. Me too. I sobbed. I was like, holy fuck. Like yeah. so toxic, it so was, problematic. There were so many moments where there were trans women on shows and the first thing that comes out of the host's mouth is, what'd you do with your penis? Or you must oh have a small God. penis if you're tucking it or... And well, it's like, and what the that fuck? episode with that 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 clip with Katie Couric and uh, uh, Carmen Carrera, and then and then Laverne Fox came out afterwards. I watched that live. I remember watching that episode, and I remember cringing when Katie Couric asked her about her genitals, and I was like, Why yeah. would you do that? And then when Laverne came out, she was so on top of it. So she was like, red. let me tell you why this is not okay. And what I tell, so I had a very problematic conversation with an older gay man recently, uh -huh. who cisgender gay man, who's probably in his, I would say he was in his late fifties. So he's definitely in the generation above mine. Yeah. And I was talking to him about a transgender friend and his response, his first question to me was, so what does that mean, transgender friend? And I was like, sorry? Okay, so you're like, educational moment. And he said, well, what does that mean they have a penis? And I was like, you know what? Do you have a penis? And he said, well, of course. And I said, that's not an of course. Like, it's not my business. I'm not, have I ever asked you about your genitals? Yeah. And he and said, I no, will... because you know. And I was like, what? I yes. don't know. Yeah. You and don't I, know what's in my I totally pants. get that. Like, it's just don't don't ask about someone's genitalia. That's that's unnecessary. There's no there's no point. But I understand all these people because I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's very southern, and they genuinely want to understand because none of them that's have great. trans friends. They don't have trans friends. They don't have any. So, uh, and and I had this conversation with my mom a few days ago um, when I came out to her and told her like I'm doing drag and stuff and she was like you did yeah and she was like does this mean you you're trans and you want to be a woman I'm like no 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 no. it has nothing to do with that it's like but even if it did but yeah if Tommy said that my, my partner said that he said you know even if it did it's like what does it matter but but a lot of people they grow up with this programming you know that women are this way and men have to be this way and it's that program that programming sort of dictates their narrative and their story, you know, through life. And so I, you have to kind of understand where they come from in order to kind of educate them and help, help catch them up, you know, with right. the times. Because my mom, she's a loving person, but she genuinely just like doesn't oh, yeah. know. And after I told her, she was like, thank you for educating me. Cause, cause I made her watch an episode of RuPaul with me. And it was like, I never thought Good. I'd have that experience with her, but she, she, the first thing she said was, so all these men, they, they're, they're want to be women. And I was like, no, 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 these are just gay men or, you know. Some of them are women. though. Like, yeah. you know, there was at Some least of them one are trans. trans. Yeah, right. I was like, but, you know, drags, it's just about like having, you know, finding your confidence. And in I yourself. think it's important to explain to somebody like your mom of like, show her where the separations are gender, sexuality, and drag. They are not related, any of them. Wow. Say They're that not again. connected. Say that again for the bitches in the back. Gender, sexuality, who I feel like I'm on the inside, who I like to fuck on the outside, and how, what I like to wear, gender expression and drag, none of them are connected. No. They're all separate. Mm -hmm. Because I identify as a male and a female some days, depending. I'm pansexual, mm. I'm attracted to all genders. Yes. And bitch, today she's dressed like a, a butch femme who just got back from the gym. So, <laughs> yes. with some lip gloss on. Yeah. And I'm and a, a... And a highlight. And I'm a uh, beautiful woman who... Uh, <laughs> as, as Willem says, woman. 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 No, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I love drag. I love dressing up. I think it's so much fun. It's the closest I can get to Beyonce. So, like... <laughs> I'm here for it, but yeah, I'm also a trisexual. I'll try anything once. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I have and still do. <laughs> <laughs> and that was dusted or busted. Okay, um, moving on to a segment we call 
quick drag where uh, we recap the latest episode of Drag Race in 30 seconds because some of us got shit to do today. <laughs> Fish, we don't have 30 seconds for all we miss, but okay. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the latest episode. Here we go. Three, okay. a two, a one. So Angina goes home unanimously. Bitch votes out herself. V sad. Uh, Alexis Mateo calls out Cracker for shading. Angina and uh, Mayhem calls shade on... Um, on Cracker because Cracker's just the shadiest bitch for some reason I don't know why. Okay, Hotel Suite Maxi Challenge this uh, this episode. Um, putting the sis in Sistine Chapel that got me. There were three rooms: the Golden Girl room, the Gold room, and the Jungle room. Uh, the uh, runway look was three looks in one. Lots of reveals, really fucking cool. Um, and then fucking Shay, Mariah, and India Far. Somehow Shay's in the bottom. I don't know how she got there. And uh, Juju wins and Monet exchanges the lip sync assassin and sends Mariah home. First of all, <laughs> how in the fuck is Shay in the bottom when her three- Oh, that was a nightmare. I was like- It was. No! It was like slow motion. When I saw her go to the bottom, I was like, oh God. I think yeah. we're probably like Peter Pants a little bit. Yeah, that. but that's also why I thought, I was like, this is really fucking rigged because uh, who won? It was like um, it was it was Juju B. Juju B won. Which I love. But her, I love her. She's fucking funny. She's the she's the personality queen of the season. But her three look runway, it yeah, was like average. This bunk ass like uh, trick or treat bucket that turned into a Christmas bucket, which that doesn't even exist. And it then was she weird. fucking was eating carrots. Like it's fucking funny, but it was very crafty. And then I like that she asked her if she wanted a carrot, though. That was good. That shit had me laughing. <laughs> that shit did have me laughing. But but I mean, Shay came out. Her shit looked crafty too, but it was on a different level than Juju B's. Like I that, think that I think that they they saw how how Shay was skating on the top, and maybe mm. they had to shake things up a bit for the fans. Yeah, um, which is you know customary fashion for RuPaul's like nothing goes as planned because they know they right. want to have a gag moment in every episode but right but that was just too like everyone was like what Shay in the bottom even when Shay came back she's Shay's like I'm in the bottom Blair was like what <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> everybody's like oh uh, you're a legend don't worry about it you'll be fine <laughs> yeah. oh I, I love how much the other girls respect her because oh it was so necessary too because I was like bitch this will yeah. bring people out like when but, um, Alexis Mateo started coming for uh, Cracker and Cracker was on Shay's team and Shay was like no no that's not the tea actually and everyone instantly in the room got quiet and they're like oh Shay's talking you know <laughs> like Shay I love can we ass. talk about how like post like hangover Alexis looks every morning with like her <laughs> bloodshot eyes and she's like don't call me sweetheart and yeah. I'm like oh god don't call me sweetheart I can hear you over there I was like and I was oh. like she's like on a bender right now like that is happening Cracker. I love her I'm here for Alexis Cracker is just sad I sent you that meme the other day like she's getting the villain edit and she's so mad about it <laughs> well she is being okay first of all she's probably not as bad of a person as like Britta or these other like really trashy queens and I think but, they're editing it too yeah but like she did come out the gate trying to <laughs> get in um on yeah, head, head you know like I would have written your name down with a uh with a whiteout like but I was a little bit like okay bitch like don't go on the like the critique line and be like, I'm not making any friends. And I was like, Ugh. okay, that's when I was like, okay, that's this is pitiful. a bitch that didn't just get a bad edit. She's actually, you know, unapologetic. And you know what? When they called her out, when they called shade on her at the beginning of the episode, I think it was Mayhem that was like, I call shade on you, Cracker. Cracker, uh, Instantly was the well the siren went off and they're like oh saved by Rue and everyone walks over to the TV. And oh I then, saw that and then under and her then breath. Cracker under her breath goes they don't know me well enough to call shade or something like that. I'm like really bitch just be like I'm sorry if I was shady. I you know? hope people would see my intentions, my true yeah, intentions or oh something. God. And I was like, I used to be that bitch that would say stupid shit and be like you should know my heart. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? So I, I saw through that shit and I'm like Cracker get your shit together. And also, we're not there, and I feel like all the other girls, like Mayhem, they were like, you're very egotistical and hard to work with. And I'm like, <laughs> if, if these bitches are saying that about her and they're in the room with her every day, then, you know, like... I loved it so much, though, because it was like... 
like because this is all stars we're dealing with a different caliber of queen first of all yes. like we're dealing with finished looks these queens came with you know thousand dollar dresses so much experience with their performing you know in the regular drag race you have queens that have been queens for a year like mm -hmm. this is different this is a like alexis mateo is a performer yes. like some of the like shea coulee is as far as i'm concerned probably the winner like she's just yeah. fierce and finished so you're dealing with a whole different level and so the shade level is so much higher because you're dealing with queens that know each other they know the background like watching them all yes. embrace um Monet exchange at the end because they were so excited to see her. Do you um, remember how I much love. they gagged about Alyssa when she, Alyssa came out? They were like, they they were still talking about it back in the workroom. They Bye. And they're like, Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it was cute because then she was like, at the end, she was like, you'll always be legendary. And she was like, at home. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, I'm going home now. So yeah. it was like, she definitely toned it down a little bit. Also, like, I mean, she's got a career now you know she she doesn't need to death drop for the crown yeah, no she's she like it. she's like bitch is tired and you only paid me half my fee so bye exactly she's like you're gonna have to pay a lot more for splits right actually i have a different fee for a death drop so yes. you know which i fucking learned because i'm i from watching legendary on uh, hbo max I started taking voguing classes and i learned from laomi that it's not called a death drop it's called a dip she gets really? livid. She's like, there's no such thing as a, a death drop in drag. And I'm like, fuck, we had it wrong. Or a death wow. drop in voguing, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's called a dip. And I don't know the name because I will never do it because the bitch's <laughs> knees are not, no, girl. it's not possible. But yeah, no, Alyssa definitely gave that to her a little bit. But I love that they honored Alyssa's lip syncing skills and yes. like how fierce she was. Yes, but I will say Monet Exchange not the greatest outfit, not the greatest wig, but you her know, lip her lip sync was dope. Woo! You know, her lip sync was dope. She was just like, she was here for it yeah, all. It was so I, good. And I'll say like Jujubees, I don't really remember it. Do you? No, it's forgettable. Yeah, I was like, this morning I was like trying to remember it and I was like, I can't. Which is good because I think she picked Shay, didn't she? Or they made it look she, like she did. She did. I thought she did. They made it look like she did. They're not going to reveal it until next week. I, I remember, I thought two girls came out and said, I picked you. And then Shay goes, it cut to her aside. And Shay was like, oh, really? What? What? Yeah. What? What? what, what? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, Shay I, I think it was. Oh, it was Mateo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alexis Mateo. He's the BAM oh. girl, right? She's the BAM girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She, she's fierce. She was like, I don't give a fuck. You know, Shay's the fiercest. She's not fiercest there to competition, make And I need her gone. But yeah, fuck. That was rough. Like, be real about it, whatever you do. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. I'm finishing this bottle of wine. So, yeah. Chuck, chuck, chuck. No, I'm just kidding. It's good. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you are such a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got full on lipstick and like eyebrows to the gods and I'm like chug, chug, chug. something I learned in um, celebrity drag race by the way about the brows I was like they were uh, talking about lifting everybody's brows and I'm like bitch we don't have to lift our brows you don't get the fuck out of here we need to do drag I'm so excited to come to LA and have yes. to do drag with you and do like a photo shoot <gasps> JXO and MXO oh my god you just renamed me I'm here for it I gag oh my god I can't wait it's gonna be so fun yes you know what that's time for lessons and history <laughs> wow it's been too damn long bitch i miss this shit i Can missed an echo or something there <laughs> history, history, history. okay i got a great fucking lesson for you this shit is uh really fucking cool um william dorsey swan born in Maryland circa 1858, okay? This is before slavery was abolished, okay? Black man born back in, back here, named William Swan, okay? First American gay liberation activist who fought for queer rights a century before Stonewall. 
he was born into slavery and emancipated by Union soldiers in 1963. He was the first person in the United States to lead a queer resistance group and the first known person to self-identify as a queen of drag, okay? So not only was this bitch leading resistance groups 100 years before Stonewall, but this bitch was throwing balls and dressing up in drag. Like, not only was he like, oh, fuck slavery, he was like, oh no, fuck all of your like, heteronormative Exactly, bullshit. like what a ballsy motherfucker. Um, yeah, like he's written up in like old school like papers and like this shit, this bitch is a legend. Um, it says Swan was arrested in police raids numerous times for female impersonation. He was falsely convicted and sentenced to 10 months in jail for quote unquote, keeping a disorderly house. Um, I would be put in jail so many times. <laughs> I know, bitch. I'm like, have you seen my laundry basket? Okay. After his sentencing, he requested a pardon from President Grover Cleveland. Okay? This request was denied, but Swan was the first American on record who pursued legal and political action to defend LGBTQ people's rights. Isn't that insane? That was the first act in American history. Was this queer black slave saying, um, fuck you, you can't arrest me for having a disorderly house. You can't bust in my house for having a ballroom and dressing up with my queer, you know, friends. You can't throw me in jail. So I'm going to go to the president and ask him, even though the president was still fucked up and like, no, you know, he didn't let him out yeah, of jail. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. But that's fucking insane. <laughs> like we've been here. You know, we've been around. It's amazing. Because sometimes, you know, you, you, you watch so much bullshit, like, in straight culture, you forget, like, you forget how long we've been here. We know? don't know the history. Yeah, that was why watching Disclosure for me, I was like, oh, bitch, like, there are people that have done the work for us. We need to light a fire under our ass and God. we need to do more work in educating people because the ancestors and the history, we've always been here, like Laverne Cox said, like the queer trans especially the trans story like yes. has been here Always we just haven't been, been talked here. about yeah. and now technically as a bi gender i fall under the trans trans umbrella and i i need to educate some people on that i need to educate myself it's daunting to like think you have to pick up that gauntlet and like keep pushing it into the future but like bitches like that just got freed from slavery who will like literally get shot for being black are going one step beyond that and being like no i'm a drag queen too and i'm throwing balls like right you're just like, like why oh, are we scared I, to do anything you know and like, i like i like waited for the crosswalk today and i'm like i'm an idiot yeah. like you know what i mean we yeah. we're not uh, i'm, I'm I'm over here yeah. like afraid to tell my mom that like I do drag. I'm like, this bitch is out here getting arrested for throwing balls when slaves just got emancipated. I'm like. Yeah, I'm starting to give less fucks, especially during yeah. this quarantine with all the protesting. I'm like, if I'm gonna get arrested, I'd rather get arrested than a, one of my black friends. And not only that, but like, let's, let's put it out there. Like if you're being problematic about gender, about sexuality, about yeah if you're being transphobic or homophobic or racist like i'm it's time to call i am i have unfriended and blocked and called so many people to the table in the last two months like yeah and that's that's i think that's where change happens is when we of course getting out on the street protesting you know publicly making your voice heard is massive but i think like real like incremental change comes from when we're talking to like people in our bubble you yeah. know, like my mom, she came to visit LA for like 10 days and she's just like, my mind's just blown. She, she's like, Good. I, it she's should like, be. because when she came here, she was an all lives matter person. And she, really? left, she left here going black lives matter protesters. Look, look, look. And she was so excited about them. You know, she did a 360 and it's all because of exposure. Like exposure is mm -hmm. the only way. And my mother-in-law's from the South and she like used to be all lives matter. Like, and now she's like an activist. And I'm like, yeah. Val, I'm so fucking proud of you. And she's like, don't be proud of me. It's, it's past due. It is. Like, yeah. Yes, bitch, it is. But I mean, uh, the majority of these people, they're not hateful people from the South. They're honestly just people who have zero exposure. And like Laverne was saying on, uh, what is that trans documentary? Do uh, disclosure. Disclosure. Like she was saying on Disclosure, um, 
we need to have more representation so that when there is the occasional slip up in stupid trans representation in the media, like, oh, all trans people are just hookers. Then people can be like, oh, no, no, because I saw in all these other videos, like Laverne's thriving and, you know, Laomi's in fu a fucking judge on Legendary. You know, people can point to these people. Right. I was just talking to Theo Germain about this in their podcast episode on my other podcast. Yes. I said it was so nice to see you on the, the Netflix show, The Politician, Brian yes. Murphy show, playing a guy named James who's on a politician's uh, uh, election team. That's it. No, That's no it. conversation about James being trans. And Theo was so sweet when he talked about it. He said, you know, I looked at it as I can just be a funny looking little man. Like I don't have to be. I and I was like, that. first of all, you're not funny looking. You're cute. <laughs> Second, if you couldn't tell, I was like stupid giggle, giggly during now, that episode. I will say like, cause you know, it's important not to just look at trans people as trans people, but there's right. like a whole group of our, tr there's a whole group of trans kids out there that genuinely want to see themselves on TV. Right. So where's the line of like, not just making them a trans actor, but also having trans representation, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think Theo's a perfect example is he takes roles where he plays James or he plays the trans man on, on Showtime. Um, what was his name? I don't remember, Chris. Um, so there's two different roles there. And I feel like kids will follow those actors because we're in a social media era. So they will find Theo on social media and Great then they point. will see Theo advocating and being a trans activist. That's important. You know, it's, it's one thing, I, I think we need to, and there's two guests coming up this week, this is Trans Week 2 as well, leading up to Trans Day, which is 27th, I believe, um, here in Seattle. And like, yes, you want to acknowledge and, and specify when there's a trans actor for the activist reason, but you don't want to make it a disclaimer because that's uh, hurtful and not necessary and that's kind of turf land. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, when somebody tells me, oh, I can tell when somebody's trans. Yeah, and there, that's the whole conversation around being passable and what, can you even say passable anymore? Like, that's not, no, like, that's not even okay because that's, then that, there's a problem with that and let me tell you why. Passable and forward-facing. Can you say, or can you explain to our listeners like what passable is? Passable means if somebody is transgender or on the non-binary spectrum and is femme or mask masculine facing they can be they can pass as a male or a female in public so like i know several people that are trans males or trans females that um identify with he she uh he him or she her pronouns and identify very forward facing and so you know people will say sir can i get you a menu or whatever and that means they're passable because somebody doesn't have to gender them but let's like unpack that a little bit when you walk down the street and you see a couple walking toward you, why is it your immediate need to gender them? Mm -hmm. Most people have to look at you and go, is that a female or a male? Why do we do that? Why, why do we need why that? Why do we do that, you know? Why do we and do so that? when I went to the uh, dispensary recently and I was gender, somebody asked me my gender because it wasn't clear that day. Yeah. Because some days it's not for me. And they said, uh, what are your pronouns? And I said, well, it depends on the day. And they said, well, you need to figure that out. And I said, no, I don't. Yeah. Like, that's not for anybody to... How about we just call somebody their name? Yeah. Or I... they, them, when... And and I'm I'm learning this too. You know, I'm growing. We all, all... That's the thing is, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your education. We're all learning. We're all groaning. Yes. Growing. We're all doing that's our it. best. And I think that I've had a lot to learn and I've been learning and I've been growing. And, you know, I had somebody uh, have me on her podcast and called me she the whole time, which is fine because some days I'm very femme-facing. And um, But I always ask people, when in doubt, call me they, them. Use they, them pronouns. But I'm not going to be offended either way because I know people are learning. And I think that's important to, to not take offense with, you know, people who don't know, you know? Yeah. And like so she was like, I keep doing this. I'm sorry. And I said, you know what? The fact that you're acknowledging it and trying is important. It is. Yeah. And I will and say so, what um, what helped my mom, 
kind of come around. She's still she's still not fully comfortable with me doing drag, but what kind of helped her come around to it was Has she seen you? Come on, mom. <laughs> she she said, "Oh my god, you look so Korean." I was like, "I do." When I cuz my mom is like half Korean and when I put on my drag, my cheekbones like you're like, "Okay, you're fucking there, there, there they are. There's uh, your Asian bitch. <laughs> I know, right? But what kind of helped her come around to it was, uh, she said, you know, I'm not fully comfortable with this. And I said, well, what makes you uncomfortable? And she's like, well, I had a son and you, you look like you're not a son, my son anymore. You look like a, you're a woman. And I said, well, you know, what it means to be a male or a female completely depends on what time period we were born into like in 17th century you know france if we were born right. into that you know time period it's customary for men to wear wigs and heels you know like louis the 14th wore heels he wore leggings he wore makeup you know what i'm saying so i told her that i was like you know so why in our time period did we kind of flip that why can only women wear heels now and that's when she kind of you know started to think like yeah this programming doesn't really serve a purpose, you know, other than good helping the human to categorize what they're seeing, you know, but but yeah, that I that was one of the most hard conversations I've had had to have with her and one of the, like I think the most she's grown in a while, so. I think that there's a lot of people that are stuck in the binary and I think that that's this is the book that I just got and I'm really excited to share it with people. Oh, what is Alok's, it? Alok's um, poetry book, Feminine Public, all about their experiences as femme-facing, non-binary human with their struggles going out in public. And it's called, it's, it's called Femme in Public. Oh, fuck yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I'm so excited. Yeah. And, you know, like one of them was like, um, I was just reading this before we started because I was so... Um, I wrote these poems as an offering to all of the people who harass me on the street. Oh. I'm so sorry. The only way we have been taught to heal is to hurt. Mm, that's right. On. Today, a man on the street pointed to me and said, what the hell is that? I wanted to turn around and tell him I got this dress on sale and I got, the, I got this body for free, but you've been making me pay for both ever since. <sighs> get this book, get this book. It's, my Amazon it. No, you got to get it off their website. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's just a little tiny cute. What's the website? Alok. Just just Google their name. Alok Menon. A-L-O-K-M-E-N-O-N. And once you Google that, it'll come up. I'll send you the link, bitch. Oh, yes. They are an icon, and um, they have such good, they've done a TED talk and they have such good education around the binary, the gender binary and how it was a construct put into place by society to control us uh, rather control than- women? To control the, the narrative, like to control, yeah. And well, women specifically, but the narrative in general, like it wasn't, the binary wasn't a thing. To, like you said, like it hasn't it been a thing forever. You know? And like, it's now yeah. like we're, we're trying to reclaim that yeah and it's so real like it's like i want there are day yesterday i was so butched out like i was like no makeup no brows bitch like hat backwards i like unplugged a toilet like this bitch was butched to the gods and i was here for it and then i sent a picture or i put a picture up on my story and like the amount of like random straight white women who were here for it for my dirty ass that day i was like what yeah but it's like I love, I, was I my love, oats. love, love reconditioning people in like a loving way. Being like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, the system doesn't serve you. Male, female, gender norms, they actually imprison you. Like yep. what, who was your uh, podcast guest last week? Who was it, Theo, Jermaine? Theo, Theo, yeah. yeah. Theo said that society has failed men because the gender norms around men say they can't be emotional, they can't show their feelings, and that therefore causes men to have all this depression and anxiety oh. that they can't share with people. Because I have, you know, men in my life who are 50 plus that have so much trauma that they've had even from when they were like 10 to 11 years old, and they have carried it for years because men don't 
get therapy. Going to therapy is quote unquote weak, you know, it's like, and so it's just so sad and tragic, like. It's so tragic, and that's I a great word for when, it. When I was checked into outpatient because I had incredible anxiety and crippling depression and I remember my dad coming to me and being like, this doesn't mean you're weak. And I was like, of course it doesn't mean I'm weak. Like I'm here getting better. Like what, you know, like, it, but it was that Southern mentality that men have around. If you have a mental disability and you can't take right. it, you're weak, you know? So that's such a, it's such bullshit. Cause it's, it's like sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people are stuck in that. And I, and I know so many hundreds of thousands of men are just sitting in the South right now, depressed as shit. Because right. one, one, they can't they can't express their emotions to anyone, or they're they're you know too queer or whatever. They can't say you know what I'm feeling depressed. You know I'm feeling this. They can't say what they're feeling. You know that's like the first step in therapy it's is the, like what do you feel? You know? Right. And then when you see someone who identifies as male, um, who has done that work, you're like oh look at you. Like I feel yes. like I've done that now that I've embrace my masculine side or I am in the process of yes. embracing him and like doing that work and releasing myself a little bit like I feel I feel lighter like I feel See, like I'm able lighter. to You're glowing. spread yeah. yeah like I'm able to spread myself out I mean like I think that when uh, my masculine side was very very uh, uh, discouraged for many yeah. years. It was kind and, of, yeah, kept kept quiet. Well, it was like, you're not pretty unless you wear makeup. You're not pretty unless you're wearing a skirt. You're not, yes. I mean, bitch, you will not find me in a dress or a skirt nowadays yes. ever. Yes. Because Girl, I was forced to wear them growing up. I'm going on the same mission over here, but the opposite, you know? Right, I feel like we're on these opposite railroad we tracks are. going this way, but we're like, hey bitch, what's yeah. up? Like, I mean, <laughs> look what you're wearing. You're wearing a black tank top and I'm wearing a fucking white tank top. We did not And we're both this. wearing bras underneath. <laughs> like I'm here for all of it. It's just a yin and yang. Our tattoos, our but... hair is like opposite colors. <laughs> Come on, twin. Brow snapped, like just a little bit of highlighter. Girl, and a gloss. I could never match your brows. But I'm, for real, I was reading um, Carl Jung, which is like one of my favorite psychiatrists. Of course, I know exactly who that is. And you know how he was talking about, um, he talks about our shadow and how kind of we try so hard to have this unified uh, personality, like we are this person, but in doing so, we we push aside all of our complexities, our beautiful like like right. like you said, you know, your masculine side, my fe my feminine side, and and trying to be this one ego we we end up doing ourselves a disservice and so this is what i was reading up my therapist said i think you're a shapeshifter and you need to read up on carl jung's shape carl jung's shapeshifter so i read up on it and he was like the solution to our society's problem of like hiding parts of ourselves to only show our societal society's accepted version of ourselves is the shapeshifter you can like no longer just go okay i'm this person i'm this person but like you're doing now with your journey you're like flowing through you know and you can you can right. switch to different you know people and, well and, and i don't have to sit in the binary and i think that's something that i've been learning especially in this quarantine is people are wanting to put me in a box mm. and that we actually, as 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 human beings, don't have to be binary and don't have to fit in a gender binary box of what people can under how they can understand you. You don't have to do shit. <laughs> and it's so freeing. Once I think it was yeah. a Loke, it was a Lokes episode in the podcast that said, you know, I used to hit. I'm I'm very paraphrasing their quote, but their quote basically said, you know, I used to feel really sad when I saw people, you know, and, and, and I would see people married and have kids, these heterosexual couples. And I think I'm never going to fall in love. I'm never going to find this. I'm never going to have this happiness. And then I realized that denying the, the gender binary and the heteronormativity of what society says a relationship looks like denying that I'm able to have the power to build my own. And I'm able to have my say in what my blueprint looks like. And Anything it's like, is possible. It's, yes. it's the end of it's the end of the matrix when Neo literally is on the phone and he's like anything is possible. He hangs up the phone and he fucking flies away. You know how many times I've used the matrix uh, uh, 
the matrix as a as an analogy for what's happening in the world right now because I, i'm like every day white I think people about it. white people day. are waking up with their slime and they're like what's happening yeah. this world's crazy and i'm like bitch you just woke up and i hear morpheus's voice saying some people are so dependent on the system that they will never wake up from it yes, and that's what terrifies bitch, we me. just got so deep girl, we just got so deep girl people live and die in the system and that's the saddest part to me because i have people that like my life's mission is to like let them see hey you know you don't have to live in this you know christian construct or these feminine masculine constructs that you were born into and like the the second i shed it the second i came out as like agnostic and gay i was literally free i was free girl i flew away like fucking neo <laughs> like it's it so, so it's so amazing i had literally a uh gaslighting horror, one of many this morning messages uh, from a family member who's distant, who knows nothing about my life and knows nothing about me, who was judging like everything that was happening with me. And it felt so good to have confidence in where I stand and who I am to be able to go, sorry. Like I definitely pulled a Mariah on him. I was mm -hmm. like, sorry, who are you? I've never heard of her. Like, sorry, bye. Yeah. I'll see you later. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna actually give this my energy. You can't, I mean, you can't because th those people are living in the matrix and 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 their reality is is different than yours. What the, right. How they perceive the world is different than yours. So there there isn't a point in trying to debate with them unless they are actively trying to wake up, trying to say, educate me. Right, you right. Know? But if they're not, just like, hey, trust their process, let them have their time. Maybe they'll wake up eventually, you know, like, um, but yeah, I, one more thing before we end this from that, uh, once again, disclosure, that trans documentary that blew my mind last night. It should uh, be required. Said, it should be required viewing. And as far as I'm concerned in every household, it should be. So disclosure, um, Laverne is talking about like why it's so much easier for like LGBTQ people to wake up from that kind of matrix, the programming of society. And that's because we have critical awareness. And that's because when we're growing up and everyone's saying, oh yeah, all boys are attracted to girls and all girls are attracted to boys and all boys are masculine and all girls are like, ah. we in our mind say, actually, I'm not that way. So that must mean like, the program is false. And once we have that moment of realization, we have what Laverne says is critical awareness. And that's what helps us wake up to all of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was talking to my therapist. And yeah, I'm like, oh. I love that. I'm like, why can't these other people in my life like see the bullshit that the system is feeding them? And my therapist said, because being gay for you was taking the red pill for Morpheus or for Neo. It was like your wake up call and it allowed you to see the bullshit. No, I agree. I'm the same way. I feel like my, I took the pill very early on in life. Yeah. On a scale from like one to like Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart, like how high are you right now? Oh, um, I'm like Martha, like after, like right, like mid first day of prison. <laughs> like like I'm thinking about beautiful women th that I I'm gonna be you know in prison with forever, and I brought some edibles with me. You know I stowed them. So yeah. Amazing. Oh my god. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Sorry we missed a few weeks. M, uh, her computer just died, so I'm gonna do this sign off by myself. We love you guys so much. Take care of yourselves. Tell someone you love them this week. Go for a run. Make some cookies. Do your thing. Till next week. This is Yes Pod, bitch. This is JXO. Bye bye. Yes Pod, bitch.